Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, welcome back in. It's hour two of the most incendiary show on the radio, the Clay Edwards Show, right here on 103.9 FM, WYAB streaming worldwide if you if you get out of our outside of our listening area and you still want to listen live you can do that at wyab.com or the TuneIn app or alexa here's a little trick on that TuneIn app it'll pop up and it's gonna look like there's a there's a thing like an ad making you subscribe or, or sign up and pay 15 dollars a month and they hide the little x to x out of that thing really well it's up in the top right corner you can X out of that. Now, they play ads in the middle of the show sometime, and I can't control that. But uh, if you get outside the streaming area and you insist on using TuneIn, that's a way to do it. But the easiest thing is open up your phone browser, like on iPhone, go to Safari, type in WYB.com, hit the Listen Now thing, and then once you get there, add that to your home screen. And it's just like having an app. You can just click it right there, and boom. Listen live anytime you want without having to go in and type it in and all that. So that is my recommendation for listening live if you're outside the listening area. If you're listening pre-recorded or you miss any of the show, check out clayedwardshow.com or just go search Clay Edwards Show wherever you download podcasts or listen to music. I'm on everything from Apple to Amazon Prime to Spotify and everywhere in between and a bunch of weird ones I've never heard of that it gets sent to. We ain't missing you on the podcast, I promise. And I do load most shows up to YouTube. I officially got out of YouTube jail yesterday, so I uploaded some of the shows back to the Save Jackson YouTube channel. And good times. All right, this segment going to be brought to you by our good friends and yours right out there at Guns and Gear on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt, my buddy Hunter and his team. Uh, hey, look, they've got some special of the days going on. I'm just kind of strolling through their Facebook here. And... Let's see. Yeah, they got a a Springfield Hellcat nine millimeter, brand new for only four ninety nine. That's a good looking pistol. They got a an OTI Omni Max three hundred black pre owned, and it is three ninety nine. That is a good looking gun, AR fifteen uh, looking gun. And again, I ain't a gun guy. I'm just a guy that has guns. So if I get any of my information wrong here, uh, bear with me. So uh, get out there, the home of No Limit Ammo. They may still have some of those Mother's Day specials that we've been telling you about. I'm not sure or not. If Hunter's listening, he'll let me know. Um, let me stroll down here real quick. Yeah, they, the Mother's Day special, uh, assuming they have any left, it's a Rock Island 22 bolt action. It comes with a 10-round mag with a threaded barrel, and you get 500 rounds of 22 LR ammo. And if you're paying cash... Only one eighty nine ninety nine. You get a you get a rifle and five hundred rounds of ammo, brand new, one eighty nine ninety nine. If you're paying with Dang. a card, it's only two twenty nine. Wow. 
That that's a lick. That is a lick. I mean, have you bought ammo lately? No, no, not a long time. I mean, I've got uh, plenty man, of ammo, but man, uh, that is a uh, that is a, a lick. So wow, that get just, out there. You can shop them online, gunsandgearms.com. I'm not even a gun guy, and I heard you say that. I was like, wait a second, maybe I'll go buy that just because. I, yeah, like, I just know. Like, yeah, that's a good deal. <laughs> I can go buy that and wait a month and resell it. That's what I was profit. thinking. I was like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, right, so man. You were talking about TikTok and YouTube just a second ago, and it made me think of, remember that uh, TikTok you sent me on Sunday about with uh, Sasha Baer Cohen? Yes. And the, that is maybe, I don't know if any of the listeners ever saw that, but that may be one of the uh, funniest Things I've seen in years. I just yeah. anybody needs to watch that. You might want to put that up for everybody. So I, I keep saying my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, but the person I spend the most time with. So I, me and her have a lot of interactions. Mm. Um, she had she was not familiar with Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat. Okay, none of that stuff. Yeah, and I was trying to. It's like she she grew up rodeoing and all that. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to tell her about the scene where Borat was at the rodeo and he was doing the Kazakhstan national yeah, anthem. In the, yeah, in the, yeah. And it's just the looks on people's faces and trying to explain about the time he went to WAPT. Yeah, he did. And he went he went down to that Pentecostal church in South Jackson, right? Did he do that one too? Yeah, because Jim Smith, the former chief justice, yeah. was on Borat. When he was at his, he was like dancing around there. You know, what do they do? Snake handle over there or whatever that, they okay, do? That's I mean, I don't know if they do that, people. I just I thought they had... Stuff like that. Yeah, the, that's right. I didn't realize that part was also filmed in Jackson or out there. Yeah, that was Jim Smith used to be the chief justice of the Mississippi Supreme Court. And he was, I guess, he attends that church, <laughs> and he was there. And there was, you know, there was Borat and doing all the things he he does. And the other one, I think I sent it to you, was in response to that was the uh, country music singer that he pretended to be. He went to like a Donald Trump rally. Yes. Did you see that one? He pretended to be like this. He was singing this song called uh, "What We Gonna Do?" Inject him with the Wuhan flu, you know. And he would like tell somebody's name. <laughs> Well, the, the one I sent Sean was was um he was dressed up as a like a I don't even know what he was he was just being like a businessman and he was in like some little town in Arizona I think yeah and uh, like kind of yeah. a, red, a redneck town in Arizona a small town Arizona right. and they were gonna build the world's largest mosque yeah. <laughs> and these these people they were like these people were just like maybe I am a little racist towards Muslims yeah. Dude. It was hilarious. He's like, we're going to build a big wall to, to keep who safe? Well, the Muslims, of course. You know, yeah. these these rednecks are going crazy. Like, we don't want this here. It was, it's great. It's about what five. It's a, it's one of the longer. TikToks. It's long, but, but it's, it's so it. good. It's, I was laying in bed trying to go to sleep watching this thing. I'm like, who would appreciate this? Yeah, Sean. It was great. Stop laughing. It was great. All right, look, Sean. Yeah. Um. Thank you to everybody who texted in, by the way, in the first hour. The Guns of Gear text line is 769-241-1944, 769-241-1944. Phone line 601-879-0002. You're welcome to continue to text in. What's the biggest lie you ever told your parents as far as, like, we're going to spend the night somewhere and you went out and did something you weren't supposed to do? Mine was going to sneak down to Mardi Gras at 17. Uh, so we'd love to hear y'all's stories about that. But I want to rewind a little. So and, and next week is, what's the biggest lie you've told your significant other? And I'm going to guess it's going to be, uh, it's your baby. I'm going to, that, that, could be, that could be one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to tiptoe around that line. <laughs> um, let's see here. So yesterday, Sean, it came out that, and we crowned our first ever two-time F around and find out champion. Yeah. Uh, the guy that broke into the lawyer's house and got himself shot is now broke into another house and got himself killed on the same street, right? On the same street. Cedarhurst. You know, I have a really good Cedarhurst story. I keep hearing Cedarhurst. I, man, that is not a really, that's a 
unsafe area these days, right? Oh, yeah, West Jackson, so it's unsafe. Well, it's kind of that, you know, yeah, right. Hey, man, look, there's oh, no, yeah. because of Bo Lucky, there's no carjackings on my, and his guys, with, there's no carjackings on my street. With just the exception you know. of where Capitol Police has full jurisdiction. I mean, it's been, it's been a nice, you know, it's been so, a nice time. But uh, Cedarhurst, man, it's rough. It's over there behind the Cherokee-ish kind of area yeah. around that old, you know, on okay, State so Street. that's where it is. All right, got it. Yeah. yeah and, over uh, by Chastain. One time we were out there, uh, there's a murder case I was working on. We were trying to find a witness, and we're walking to this house on Cedarhurst, and I see all these cameras around the house. I'm like, okay. And me and my investigator knock on the door, and all we heard were people cycling their weapons. You know, we're like, oh, <laughs> dang. And so we just run behind the, our car, pull our guns out, and we're waiting. We're like, okay, I guess this is where this ends. You know, because we hear a bunch of guys like pointing guns out the window. And, we're, and I'm yelling, like, look, we're trying to, is, we're not here to arrest you. We're, we're, we're trying to find a guy that saw this other guy get killed, you know. <laughs> but they weren't having it, so we. We said, just let us get in our car. And so we got our car we took off. So I, too, have almost been shot on Cedarhurst. So I feel for these people that are you know, getting shot. All right. So I'm going I'm to recap the story. Well, you know, I was going to play the video. I, just, I played it yesterday. I ain't going to do it two days in a row. But the, um, here's my question, Sean. First off, we haven't heard nothing about this homeowner being arrested. So obviously they're black, you know, because – <laughs> If they were white, they would have they would have been arrested already for for killing a bad guy, a potential Chakwe well, Lumumba I mean, voter. I don't know the. I mean, I'm not going to go as far to say that. Clay. I know you I won't. I'm you not don't have say to. That. I know. I, okay, I you could say it. I'm not going to say that. I just um, I am. Yeah, I'm obviously disturbed, just like everybody else is about Bradley Wellborn. I don't know all the facts of that case, but the, the, it doesn't seem like you almost need to. I mean, they were on his property in his shed. They shouldn't have been there. They got shot. That's what happens. That's legal to me. That's case closed. I don't. I don't think that. You know, unless, you know, I don't, I'm not sure that the DA was like, hey, go charge this guy. I mean, they surely could, but the, but the, um, but, uh, I, it seems like that was like a JPD's decision. I don't know. I'm not sure why they did it. it it's just very, it's very weird to me why that would have happened. So, um, so my question would be, does the charges get dropped now that the witness or perp or not perp, I guess technically he'd be the victim now that, now that the victim is dead. Do the charges against the lawyer get dropped? Well, I would think if I was working in the DA's office and you had the lawyer case anyway, you would take it to the grand jury and just kill it in the grand jury. That seems to be the look. Just Clay, look for that. That to be a potential what's called no bill, and I think that that's probably what will happen with that case. It's um, it's um, there's. I mean, if you okay, if you handed it to me, Sean, sister DA, this is 2010, and I read that file, I'd be like, okay, I'm taking this to the grand jury and I'm killing this case. So there's no way that I would I would take that to trial and any because you're going to it's a loser you can't win that case and he shouldn't be indicted anyway that's the most important thing he does yeah. he shouldn't be indicted because he didn't break the law yeah so but that doesn't seem to matter a lot of times a lot of times you can get indicted and not have broken the law as I've seen before you know and one of the things that got brought up is the family wants an investigation into why he wasn't left in why he wasn't arrested the last time. I said, well, because he had the misfortune of being shot by a white guy, you know, so they have to play social justice. Wait, the guy warriors. that's dead? Yeah. Is he the one? Is the guy that's dead also the guy that got shot by Bradley Wellborn? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, now, so this is yep. the same guy that same got. Guy. And he got out and he went and did this again and got killed. Right. Oh, my. Okay, now that. All right. I didn't know that. All yeah. right. And the family. Okay. <laughs> that's kind of funny, actually. Yeah, it was funny. definitely funny. I mean, the family wants to know why he wasn't left in jail, you know, because they feel like. That he could have 
how do I say it, got some help that he needed if he had been in jail. Mm-hmm. And I initially thought that, too. I said, you know what? They're not wrong on this. Not that it's the state's job to yeah. cure people's addictions, but if we had kept people in Jackson in jail long enough for them to woosaw, mm-hmm. you know, because who's going to bond this guy out? I mean, nobody. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Unless maybe his family got, wants to. Right? No, I don't think they would have. That's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, and then – uh, I don't know what are the what were the extent of his injuries by the way. The, he got shot in the, he got shot in the thigh. Okay, because a, a lot of times you know if you release somebody, if there's a medical situation where the county doesn't want to have to pay for. Well, it. that's very very well probably the the case there. Mm-hmm. Then, um, and, and uh, so again, the girlfriend and I were talking last night, and she normally is on the other side of this argument, and it's, we kind of flip roles in this. And I was like, yeah, I tend to agree with the parents. And she's like, you think that would have saved his life? He'd have just got right back out and done it again. And I, I and I was like, no. I said, I think that um, he could have got he could have detoxed a little bit mm-hmm. and stayed in jail for a while because who's going to bond him out? Then I got to thinking, I was like, you know what? She's one hundred percent right. Yeah, I I just went to enough celebrate recovery things, and I know a lot of the people there were guys whose life got saved because they ended up in jail. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day. When you're out there breaking in houses in Jackson and doing this kind of stuff, you're going to keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, unless you time. end up in some real jail. Right. You know? Yeah. So just... I mean, if you're just going to get – yeah. I mean, especially that kind of case where he was – he was – I don't know what his criminal history – do you know what his criminal history was? No, I don't. But – so I just thought it was funny. And, I mean, look, I, I, I'm through pretending that I'm not celebrating thugs getting killed. Oh, I mean, Clay, you know, I've said this on the show before. I had tell, and I, you know, now that I don't do this anymore, I feel free to to say what I want. Now that's why I'm on this show. Yeah, yeah I couldn't. What I had, I used to have a case, and somebody would be like, "Well, the defendant died," and I was like, "I do one of those like Toyota jumps, you know, because I'm like, okay, that's one less case I got to mess with." Well, if the defendant <laughs> if the defendant dies and the shooter goes to prison, you, you get a two for one. In most yeah, you used to call it that all the time up there. I mean, working in the DA's office, I'm sure the, the police officers like like working in the ER. Whatever you have to make jokes and stuff like that about what the because everything you see every day is so bad it's like the worst of society is all every day you wake up and like the worst possible things you can imagine are the things that are coming across your desk right and that's what you know that's what you see so it lends itself to some sick dark humor like you know my Toyota job every time one of my defendants I had a case on would die like well that's one less case I got to mess with well you know I just have to, I, I'm gonna tell you a little speculating here or guessing I would say that seventy five percent of the people that get killed in Jackson were equally at fault as the person that killed him. <laughs> Funny, I had this conversation with so many people and somebody recently. And I, what primarily what I did for the last I don't know, five, six years of the time I worked in Hines County was I was I did robbery homicide cases. That was 95% of what I did. And uh, in every murder case out there, there is it's it's never it's not like TV that this innocent person gets killed. I have I can probably name on one hand how many cases I had where the person was truly innocent. And I'll give you an example. People that are older might remember this. Latasha Norman was uh, a student at uh, Jackson State University and was killed by her boyfriend, a guy named Stanley Cole. And anybody remembers that was a big I, case I national that. media. I handled that case. She Miss Norman was an innocent victim. Right. Yes. It was one of the few. Miss um, Ethel Simpson, who was killed by uh, James Hutto, who. I said it's a death row that that he's on death row right now. That white I tried guy, white, white guy, white yeah. guy. Yeah, they used to fight Butterbean, by the way. Yeah, and uh, she was an innocent victim. There are very. When I, my point is, there are very few cases when it's just somebody picks up somebody innocent and kills them. It's usually a drug deal gone bad, you know, over some kind of money. 
Some it's, kind of girl. Some kind of girl. Those are the situations that cause these murders that you see on the street. It's not. It's not like some lady just. You know, I mean, this Carolyn Temple, I remember in um, Bellhaven got killed about eight years ago, and that she was in his armed robbery. Those cases, the the gas station clerk on fortification, those kinds of murders are innocent. You know, when you're just working at the gas station, you get smoked by some guy robbing the sure. gas station. Those things are the innocent victim kind of murders. Those are not the majority of the cases, though. Yeah. The, the, is, the majority of cases is usually a dope deal gone bad, you know, something over money, some disrespect, whatever, nonsense. And uh, maybe over a woman. I mean, that's why we don't see a whole lot of actual capital murder convictions here, because most of it is bad guy doing bad stuff to bad guy. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, the only time, like I said, my gas station example would be if you go and rob a gas station. Or carjack kill, somebody. Carjack somebody. That yeah. would be a capital murder. But just like, you know, you just, I mean, I guess it's kind of funny. The drug deal gone bad is technically, I guess, could be a capital murder, right? Because if you're trying to take the other guy's drugs, yeah. that's a robbery. But you can't own drugs either. So that's yeah. another part of the law. You can, nobody can own drugs. So, I don't know. It's an interesting question for another day. Hi, right, let's take a break real quick. Come back, and uh, we got a list of things to talk about here. This was a good one. I enjoyed that. So I enjoyed that one. All right. Yeah. Uh, phone lines are wide open, 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. We'll be right back. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friend Brad Burleson over at U-List Realty. Hey, look, man, you're out house shopping this weekend, uh, trying to figure out where you want to move to. Let me suggest downtown Brandon in the, and uh, just Rankin County in general. Uh, Brad and his team over at U-List have got the exclusivity to Stonebridge. It's one of... Brandon's premier developments when it was originally constructed a few years ago. It's located right over off Highway 18, just past Brandon High School, and directly behind Stonebridge Elementary, making it a walking distance neighborhood from the elementary school and, frankly, from the high school, too. I mean, imagine being able to, your kids be able to ride their bicycles to school. It's got big, huge sidewalks, the entranceway, nothing narrow about that. It's a big boulevard. It's got nice, nice, wide sidewalks. Uh, Plenty safe enough for your kids to ride their bikes or walk to and from school. They, uh, they've they got less than 20 homes currently available uh, with three and four bedroom options with prices starting as low as two seventy four nine ninety nine, and up based on size. These homes will come equipped with granite counters, LVP flooring, and two-car garages. Uh, only a small portion of the available lots having homes in the 1,500-square-foot range. The other lots will be larger and, uh, of course, come at a higher price. And, hey, if you get in early enough, you can get some uh, say-so on the colors and granites, you know, some of the uh, options inside the house. So check out ulistms.com and just ride out there to Stonebridge and check it out, man. I did that the other day and was really, really impressed. They got a community pool, playground, clubhouse, and more. The amenities of where it's at. And location, location, location. I love being in downtown Brandon. I love being in Brandon. Uh, I didn't, honestly, but growing up Jackson, I didn't think I would. I was apprehensive, honestly. I tried to move out to the reservoir area and got talked out of it. And uh, it's the best decision I've ever made was getting down there in the downtown Brandon area in 042, as we call it. There's a house for rent right across the street from me, Clay, in case you want to come back to Jackson. No, I don't need no trap house. <laughs> I kid, man. I love, I love Bellhaven's a great neighborhood. I mean, y'all are very lucky to get Bo Lucky and Capitol Police on the prowl over there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too good of a neighborhood. Hopefully some of the folks' voting ways change over there. They've seen what can happen when you when you play social justice warrior 
with uh, and, and elect these mayors and councilmen who ain't worth a flip. Oh, I mean, our, I think I think there's a pretty big movement to get rid of our council person, Virgie Lindsay. Yeah. From what I hear from her in the neighborhood, I don't. I mean, I'm not voting for her. Yeah. Not after this debacle. Well, what happened? The, the problem we have is there's not enough good people stepping up to run. Right. So it's like, are you just picking your poison? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we it's need like, to run. So I'm hoping that this Jackson hitting rock bottom like it has. I mean, other than just going bankrupt, I'm hoping it motivates some real people to want to get up. And run. Because election's like, in two years, right? Yeah, right. two years from now. I mean, you know, like Jeff Good's name gets thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I disagree with Jeff on a lot of stuff. You know, I thought he should have kept his mouth shut about HB 1020. Right. And all that, I thought that was a bad look. Um, but I think the guy like that and some other people from that same vein, some of these leaders in the black community who aren't blinded by wokeness, they need to step up and run for these positions. Um, I would love – Kim Wade. Kim Wade running for mayor. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, Dekeith or Stamps? That, okay. I was just going to say, Dekeith or Stamps. Yeah. Th- that mayor position is it's going to be his one day. Yeah, I think if so that's too. the decision, I he hope t- so. Me too. If that's the decision he goes to make, I, I, I would 100% support Dekeith or I'm 100% supporting Kim Wade. I'm telling you what, and this is going to sound funny. I, I never would have said this a few years ago, but you know who I'm going to say. You know who I'm going to say. Kenneth Stokes. I mean, Having Kenneth Stokes, I'd vote for Kenneth Stokes for mayor right now. And that's something I wouldn't have said five years ago. I don't think anybody would have said. No. Uh, but I, but I feel like he is. Uh, I think he's. I think he's the one person to get out there. And, I mean, if you listen to his radio show, he even talks about this. He's like, we got to stop all this blame game. We got to do. I mean, I, I'm willing. Look, we gave Chokeway eight years. I'm willing to give Kenneth four years. I mean, he's. I can't, if, if I he can't t- make an argument against it, you know. I, I mean, mean, it's crazy. None using, of us would have said this five if years. If you use ago. a Chokeway as the floor, mm-hmm. you know, it's like. All right, all right. As as the barometer, yeah. I mean, I will I will literally vote for Kenneth Stokes and and give him some money and all that. St- I think that he's and, and don't get me wrong, Kenneth Stokes has contributed to the problems of Jackson since the 1980s. Since he's he's played this game for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think he just finally realized that hey, look, I do want to save the city. I mean, when he came on to the Allen's defense, you know, Ben Allen's uh, and uh, Matt and, and Megan who got arm robbed in um, about a year and a half ago, yep. I was like, Kenneth Stokes has definitely changed when he's going to come to the defense of the Allens now. And he's just made a lot of um, statements like that I think that everybody's taken note of and appreciates that like he you know, he cares and knows what we need to do. So I'm, um, I'm a proponent, man. If he wants to run, I'll vote for him. Uh, uh, Taylor texts in and says, Kim Wade will be mayor. So, hey, I'm pulling for him. You know it. Uh, I want to circle back. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Victimless crimes yeah. and, and, and crimes where there's actually victims, uh, innocent victims, right. versus getting a two-for-one special with a dope boy and the guy that shot the dope yeah. boy. Right. Um, one, that I wanted to, one that I meant to mention before we went to break, but I knew it would open up Pandora's box and mm-hmm. we, we'd, we'd run over our break again. Kingston Frazier. Right. And uh, Derek texted. I want to make sure Derek knows that uh, he texted in too and mentioned, don't forget Kingston. I promise we hadn't forgot Kingston. Uh, you had an interesting thought on the Kingston Frazier thing because that actually ended up going to Madison County not Hines County because of Robert right. Smith I guess deferring up there or, he did yeah you said if you had been at the DA's office still you would have raised seven levels of hell to have kept it in Hines County explain why yeah well first thing for the listeners the crime started in Hines County at the Kroger on I-55 that's where uh, the Kingston was taken from that Kroger I think in his mama's car and so the law is when the where the crime begins is proper it's proper venue for to prosecute the whole thing, no matter where. So he could he could have been taken to Hines County and, and killed in Memphis. You know, we could have 
prosecuted in Hines County for murder or wherever or any other county in the state. So that would have been fine. So the fact that they took Kingston over to Madison County and killed him there, it, it does make – you could still prosecute him in Madison County. Because, you know, the crime ended there. But you could also could have prosecuted him instead in Hines County since the crime began here. I felt like that was Hines County's crime. And what I mean is that's the kind of crime that happens in your community that you need to – prosecute to the full extent of the law that you need to make as like your statement case to the community to say we're not tolerating children being taken from grocery stores and murdered and you need to put for better way the foot in somebody's butt on that thing all, and I, all you know, three of those guys should have got the death penalty yeah i, I mean know, i know that ain't popular to say sometimes well but so they, they it was something that was accessory after the fact it was this bro if you if they were in that car when kingston got killed or kidnapped they deserve to die and they deserve to burn in hell well i don't recall exactly the the facts of every what each defendant did, and and that can change, you know, in terms of death penalty. I, having like said, I've sought the death penalty successfully on someone, which happened ten years ago. And as far as I know, in the last twenty five years, there's only been two death penalty cases in Hines County. One is the one I tried, and one is I think a guy named Eric Moffat that happened about ten years before that. So it's not something that happens often, but it happens in times when you need to make a statement. And this case was one of those cases, I think, to do that in. Um, that I would have done. That I would have suggested that, and that if I was Robert Smith, but knowing him like I'm did I, i'm not really that surprised that he didn't try to keep it um but it's a um it's a case that they should have the heinz county da's office at that time in 2017 should have kept in my opinion i, I and i agree with what you say it, it, it's a statement case yeah it's uh, uh let's take a call you, you, you got you got to let the community know that you're there to protect them and that this is not going to be tolerated and, and you, and you got to work yourself to death on that kind of case all right i'll tell you what derek stay on hold we got off schedule we ran over stay on hold derek We'll come back to you after this break. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Curran, live on 103.9 WYAB. When necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, look, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, get out to Battlefield Drag Strip. It looks like the weather's going to cooperate with them finally. Is it going to not rain this weekend? Oh, man, I tell you, man, they have caught in Hades with the weather. But look, tonight is their Friday test and tunes. Get out there. Check them out. Oh, actually, they said will not be open this weekend for any racing. So, all right, d- disregard. They uh they will not be open this weekend. As I sit here and look on their Facebook page, uh, apparently there was a wreck there last weekend. They had to do some work on the guardrails with some replacement and whatnot. So, hey, mark the calendars to go spend some time out at Battlefield Drag Strip. You will not regret it. Uh, good times. Uh, if Friday nights are test and tune and uh, kind of street racing that kind of stuff. Uh, Saturdays they usually do the bracket, bracket racing or they uh, have one of the, the big grudge races and stuff of that nature. So just mark the calendars to spend some time at Battlefield Drag Strip. I know something I'm excited about today, and that is picking up my order from Stonington Farm grass-fed beef. And uh, if you got in on that, you'll be as excited as I am. Maybe I'm cooking tonight and just don't realize it yet. Maybe that's what my plans are for Friday night. Let's take a call from Derek. I know he wants to chime in on the Derek Kingston Frazier stuff. Hey, Derek. Hey, buddy. Hey, I just wanted to say that, uh, yeah, I have to agree with you that um, everybody in that case should have been put to death. And the, and the one, even though he wasn't the shooter, but that arrogant DeWan Wakefield, I was so happy when they sentenced, to, sentenced him. This guy was just party over here during the whole time. Like, you know, you didn't, like, you weren't culpable to the most heinous crime in the area. Do you remember that? Oh, Absolutely. Going to, Mexico. I mean, now, even though he didn't have any travel restrictions, but still, just posting like I'm having a good time on Facebook. You, you know what I mean? Yep. 
But no, everybody in that case should have been put to death, especially the shooter. Yeah, I, I, you know, and to have gotten moved to Madison County too, and nobody had been put to death is is almost a, a disservice. Yeah, it, it was. So for your guests to say that he should have been charged in Hines County, well, if Madison didn't do it. Just imagine what Hines County would have done. Well, that's not necessarily true, and I'm going to speak from – actually, I can speak from personal experience. I have uh, tr- put somebody on uh, trial for uh, for the death penalty, and where he did receive it, and that happened in 2013, which is only, I think, what, four years before this case actually occurred. So, I mean, you know, it's not like Hines County is not going to do it. it. The case that I tried that was a death penalty, the guy had actually killed an elderly woman, and then he went to Alabama and killed another elderly woman, and then he went and attacked another person. So he was it was so heinous – that we went and decided to do it. So that's not necessarily true. In Hines County, if you have the right DA, the well, right circumstances, it, it, well, they're well, going to go for you, it. If what you if what you say is true, I mean, why I, didn't... I know it's true because I did it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I know it's true. Hold on. Hold on. Why, why didn't Robert Shuler Smith request the death penalty when that Bassmaster was killed during a robbery here? That, um, was a capital, that was a capital crime. Sure. I mean, there's lots of capital crimes in Hines County that we that I, I personally handled that athlete, we never... You had an athlete killed in your city, and you just treated it like it's nothing to plea out. Come on, man. Um, yeah, I mean, well, every capital murder case is not going to – people, you're not going to go for the death penalty. I mean, actually, the majority of them you're not going to go. You're going to plead it down to murder or you're going to try it without the death option. Try, let me make this clear. Going for the death penalty is very difficult. It is really hard and it's very expensive and it's very time-consuming. It is, it is not something like, hey, I'm just going to seek the death penalty like you would a regular trial. That is not what happens. What makes it different? Well, there's just a lot of procedures you got to go through, a lot of different hearings. Um, the county has to spend a lot more money on the case. The, the, the case has to be – there's a lot more different – there's different motions that need to well, be filed. It, just, it, here, it takes you, you years here, and years for, the, for it to build up. Like in my case, it happened in 2010. We did not try him until 2013. This was after also a change of venue where we had to go up to Oxford and pick a jury and bring that jury down to Hines County and do all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a long, involved process. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. I, I would have just thought that you pick a jury and you say, we're going to go for the death penalty on this one. It happens. They, they, you get it or you don't. There's a lot before that, man. A lot happens before that, and a lot during the trial. It's, it's, it's just, it's, a, and it's, and it's again, it's a very expensive well, well, process well, for the county. Well, Clay, let me say this: It's why you and I do what we do. Now, you heard what he just said: money, 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 money. You know, why are people who are bending us over backwards and turning us upside down, shaking every dollar they can out of us, worried about spending money on the death end? I, I can't argue with I can't argue with that either. I mean, I see Sean's point, but I see your point too. You know. Yeah, well, hey, Derek, I'm just telling you what the county is saying, man. Why don't you think – do you think that every person that's charged with capital murder and that they seek the death penalty on? I mean, it doesn't – what happens when it maybe 1% of cases? Yeah. Maybe? The totality of the circumstances, sir. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's got to be – basically, simply, it's got to be really bad stuff for you to do it. Like, it's got to be really bad. It's not like just the like other, the run-of-the-mill murder. Like, like the other kid that was, that was innocently killed when he and his mother came home and walked in on – their father being robbed by somebody he was trying to help and another friend. Somebody just yeah, texted that one to us also. I, I couldn't remember that yeah. one. Yeah. And my now, point earlier was that Kingston Frazier was that kind of bad yeah. case where it would have warranted it, in my opinion. That, now, now, that you, Robert Smith didn't take it, it that I, w- I think that was a problem that he didn't do it. Now, again, having worked for him for a long well, time, he, known he him was for a long time. coward. I, I have no respect for that man. I mean, he so I, I'm not surprised that he didn't take it, but, yeah. Um, but, th- but yeah, that's, but this is what was my example the kind of case that you would seek the death penalty on in Hines County, yeah. right? What I thought right. you would have. Yeah. Derek, I got, I, I got to jump, brother. Appreciate it. Great call. All right. All right. Let's take another call here, real quick. Hey, caller, you're on there. 
yeah, I got to kind of jump in with Derek there. Uh, the fact that I think that Madison, excuse me, not Madison, but Hines County, if they had to look back at it, spend a little bit more money to take care of crime and do those things the right way, they would be in a whole lot better situation right now with people worried about crime moving out of the city. So I think it's kind of short-sighted that it costs money, which I know it does and everything, but for that to even enter in as to whether you're going to follow the law and get somebody a death penalty for some of these heinous crimes, uh, I think it's short-sighted. Now, look, so I, I'm, I'm I, don't right to, I don't want to speak for Sean. I think Sean is far. He's a tough-on-crime guy. I know he's a Democrat and whatnot, but he is far putting people to death in cases when it's justified. He's just saying from a practicality standpoint within the budget and the way, unfortunately, government works, you can, be, you can end up wasting your load going for it sometimes versus others. Yeah. I, I, I don't like it, but I'm just saying I, I understand it because of you know, how budgets work and whatnot. It's just the reality but, of the situation, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's just the reality. Well, and, and two, in his defense, uh, actually, when I was on the police department, I responded to my own uncle's murder. Uh, had been stabbed 17 times, and anyway, through some things, was able to uh, get the guy before daylight the next morning. But because of the preponderance of the evidence that we had against the guy and everything, even though he could have gotten the death penalty, uh, he's still sitting at parchment and won't see daylight till he dies. Well, there's some satisfaction to that too, right? You know, but uh, if, for example, something I haven't brought up this week is uh, the parole board is releasing that guy who should be rotting in jail for the rest of his life or should have got the death penalty. And here we are because he didn't get the death penalty because he was a minor, I guess. They are... You got a guy that killed two people 20 years later that just got released on parole. So yep. there's always that option. And that's why I'm pro-death penalty. Yeah. Well, right, by the way, good show on Fridays here to to be able to civilly talk. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, y'all have a good weekend. Hey, you, you too, brother. Thank Thanks. you. Yeah, hey, and I appreciate that last uh, comment there because th- – Sean's going to be who Sean is. I'm going to be who I am. We ain't here to change anybody's or each other's minds. But I think it's good to have these conversations. I I can look at the downloads of the podcast. And these shows with Sean and I do the biggest numbers of the week. The show with Terrest does really well, too. The, people are enjoying this. I get more feedback about Sean and I than any other thing I do. And uh, that people say, hey, I enjoy it. I'm enjoying hearing both sides. I enjoy tapping into Sean's legal mind. Uh, to have access to that here on this show is a, is is an asset that a lot of other people don't have access to. Because I guess I, because I, since I don't practice law anymore, like I don't care. So I'll just say it, right? Yeah. Like, Here's what happens, guys. Now I'm not, now if I'm still working the DA's office, I wouldn't be telling you all this stuff at all. But since that's in my past, my youth and all that stuff, well, you I, know, I have no I problem doing it. As a Jacksonian and people who grew up who were all our age, you worked mm-hmm. there during a very important time in a lot of our um, adult lives. Yeah, I was there you for know, our formative years. And we remember these big cases and stuff. So to have you to, to kind of lean into and get a behind the scenes look at that, I think is an incredible opportunity for us. Thanks. Yeah, it was. Uh, we uh, yeah, we had some big we had some big stuff go on in those years. Um, some really big stuff. And uh, like I said, I brought up Latasha Norman. That was the, one of the biggest cases I ever had. And uh, then uh, of course uh, Mr. Hutto, which was just you know just a horrific crime. But and that's what I you know I'm trying to just kind of 
trying to tell Derek, it's just it's not it's not easy to say, man, we're going to go seek the death penalty on every case. I mean, and, and you, you can look at I'm not talking about just Hines County. Look at the whole country. Like not everybody's doing this because of the time constraints it has, the cost, all those things. You know, and then also all the here's another question that come with it. Well, that's after you even that's after you yeah. get the fiction to the conviction. But and I didn't bring this up also. And this happened to me a lot of times in the past. Do you remember when those two nuns that were killed over there in Holmes County? Absolutely. I was there, and I initially got assigned the case, right? Now, I left that office and when I quit practicing law, but there's times when people's families don't want the death penalty, right? So you have to like take that into consideration because they we're don't. Talking about, religion, we're talking about the victims. Family. The victims' family, where you know they have a religious belief, you know, and where they're like, I don't. That was not what we'd want. So I mean, it's not like you're going to say, I'm going to. I mean, you don't have to listen to them, right? You know, but you're going to take what they want in account as you should. Sure. And there's a lot of times, you know, I've had many people come to me and said, Look, Sean, we don't believe in this. So I mean, that's another factor. Let's take one call real quick. Hey, uh, you're on there. You got about a minute. Hey, is this Kim White? No, this is Clay Edwards. Oh, is this eight seven nine zero 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 two? Well, this is the radio station phone number. It's only Kim's number from four to six. Oh, got you, got you. What time is he there? From four, four to six. Four to six. Thank you. Bye. Oh, I'm not gonna waste <laughs> the last minute of the show with that. We also we also got pineapple pizza too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back, land the plane for the day. This is the Clay Edwards show on one hundred three point nine FM WYAB with. Sean Yurkaran, live in the studio. We love you, Kim Wade. When necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. As we get ready to land the plane for the day, as I like to say. Man, you guys get out and support these sponsors for us. Please do. Hey, real quick, uh, Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing has got some kids' summer camp stuff coming up, and it's only one ninety nine for the whole summer. Let me pull this up here real quick. I want to make sure I tell you all this right. Um, and, of course, they got the two locations to serve you in uh, Madison and in Pearl. This is uh, from my buddy Chance Shepard over there. It says uh, they got they have kids can train the whole summer for only one ninety nine. That's from the last day of school until the, when school starts. So about three full months for only one ninety nine. They say kids need something constructive to do for the summer. Here's a great opportunity for them to learn to defend themselves and learn some life skills. Also, kickboxing is only twenty five dollars a month if you sign up for this summer with our Beach Body Summer Program. So uh, get started melting those pounds away. Get the bikini and uh, swimsuit bodies ready for all your times up there on the beach on flag island and whatnot also chance shepherd the hoist gracie black belt instructor over there is also a former bodybuilder and he will help you out with your meal plans too and i said the other day even if you just want to cheat the system you want to cheat code just go go try to find you a nutritionist for 25 dollars a month you ain't gonna do it get over there with chance shepherd and if you don't take advantage of the kickboxing take advantage of the meal planning and for 25 a month, you can't beat it. But uh, you will be taking advantage of the kickboxing, too, I promise. That's it. Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing, located right there on Ridgecrest Drive in Madison and Fairmont Plaza in Pearl. Sean Yurkaran, uh really enjoyed today. Thank hey, today you. Today was fun. And I need to get you to do an ad read for my business one day because you do such a good job with those ad reads, man. I do you just do a really good job with them. I do appreciate it. Uh, in closing on the Guns of Your text line, uh, Zach was talking about how you could take your 30, 60, 90-day chips to the recovery room and get you a free drink. I was like, yeah, I think it was called the 13th Step. He says the 13th step, as I understand it, was shooking up with a chick who was in treatment with you. Ah, shacking up with a chick. Let's see, Tony says, I think they should have set the gallows outside each of the courthouse, talking about the 
Kingston Frazier stuff. Couldn't agree more with Tony. That should have been a public. I think every now and then we should bring back public hangings for, for, <laughs> for heinous enough crimes just to remind people what it looks like to die for committing a crime. You know, the France used the guillotine in like 1977. <laughs> I mean, it was not, yeah, it's not just like, you know, yeah, they, 18th century stuff. It was like 1977. Yep, I saw that. All right, guys, great show this week. Great shows this week. Uh, Jameson Haygood will be in from uh, 10 until. Kim Wade, 4 to 6. Peace. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.